0: Don't fear, God says, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they won't sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you won't be scorched, and the flames won't burn you. I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. The Lord says, Who makes a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters? Don't remember the prior things. Don't ponder ancient history. Look, I'm doing a new thing. Now it sprouts up. Don't you recognize it? I'm making a way in the desert, streams in the wilderness. These are some of my favorite words in the Old Testament. And they remind us of two primary things that, that I want to mention briefly this morning. The first is that God is with us. And what it means for us when we say God is with us is that no matter what, where we go or what we face, we're not alone. Now... The reason that I think is as obvious as that statement may feel to us, the the reason I think we need to focus on it is when you listen to the the words we just read, God says, I'm going to be with you when you have to pass through the waters and when you have to somehow cross the rivers and when you have to face the flames of struggles and difficulty. Not, I'll be with you if... You have to go through those things, but when? And it reminds me of similar language in Psalm 23, right? When we're talking about the Lord being with us and being our shepherd, and you get to those words that says, even though I have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I have to go through the, the darkest, the, the most difficult thing I could imagine, you're going to be by my side. You're going to bring comfort to me, even when I'm afraid. And so what I, I want to clarify for all of us this morning, and I know that, that we've experienced this before, and we're going to experience it again, and that is, it'd be really nice when we give our lives to Christ, when, when we become people of faith, and as we, we journey through that faith, it would, it, wouldn't it be really great if we never had to go through those difficult times again? if there were no difficult tests in a school year, you know, if there were no moments uh, when you you didn't know what you were going to do or how you were going to get through it. But all of us know that we're going to face challenges this year. It would be great if there was this magic shield around us where no difficult thing ever came crashing into our lives again. But we know that there will be hard, challenging moments in this coming year. And it is so important for us to remember God never promised us that it would be smooth sailing from here on out. What God promises us is that no matter where we go or what we face, we are walking beside God. And what that means is the difficulties that are on the outside, they, have, they are no match for the Savior that we carry with us on the inside. God will carry us through. Now, the other thing that it's pretty obvious God wants us to hear from from the, the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, is God is doing something new. God is doing a new thing. And so we've we got to hold on to this idea that even though we've been through difficult times and we know there's going to be difficult times in the future, that the hardest moments of our past days don't have the power to determine how our future days are going to go. Because what you and I often have to, have to admit is when we go through those difficult experiences... We make mistakes. Not always, but, but there are times when we make mistakes, when our faith wavers, when the actions that we take make things worse and not better, and we can start to convince ourselves that because we have stumbled in a certain circumstance before, we're going to stumble and fall again, that we're destined to stumble and fall again. In Isaiah 43, we're reminded That while we are going to have to go through difficult moments and challenges and we're going to have troubles, God is with us and God is doing a new thing in our lives. God is always doing a new thing in our lives. And so whatever we've done in the past, whatever baggage we're carrying with us from from school years, that there are moments in those school years we'd like to forget, we have to make a choice. And that is, are are we going to, Are we going to decide that those things are going to completely determine who we're going to be in this new opportunity, this new year, or are we going to trust that God can always do something entirely new in our lives and through our lives and the lives of our brothers and sisters? God is with us, and God is always doing a new thing, and those are words that I know I need to hear as a parent of two students who are getting ready to go back to school, as as somebody who's about to teach freshman Bible again and try my best to not put them to sleep. I need to remember this idea that no matter what is going to happen, and it won't be perfect, that God's standing beside me and that God is always able to open up brand new possibilities and that this really could be the best year any of us has ever experienced. Now, it's hard to say that, with all the uncertainty, with all the things that we know could go wrong, God's going to be with us, and God is going to find a way to carry us through. Okay, so I want to, I want to give you three ways. We're, we're going to pray in just a moment as a church, but I want to give you three ways that will help you kind of carry this day beyond this moment. Okay, the first is that hopefully when you you came into the auditorium, you noticed that on every third chair or so, uh, we had this handout. Now, anytime you try to put together a list this long, uh, there's probably some typos in here we might not have caught. There may be somebody we didn't get on here. I want you to know we've done our very best, uh, but we're human. And so we just want you to uh, to know we did our best to put on the, the front side of the sheet all the people that we know who are a part of our church family uh, who work in schools, whether that's teachers, counselors, administrators, staff. Um, we want to be a church that doesn't just... You know, on a day like today, mention in the lobby, hey, I'm gonna be praying for you, and then we don't give you the tools you need to follow through on actually praying. And so uh, each one of these names represents a heart and a soul and a life of somebody whose God has, has placed where they can impact our children, and not just the children in our homes, but the children in our family, the children in Abilene. And so we want you to find some time in this coming year to pray for these people, to lift them up. You know, in James it says, You don't have because you don't ask. And I think we, we need to understand that there are other places in Scripture that give us the sense that, that God will do things, God will intervene in someone else's life when we ask in ways He might not intervene if nobody asks. So let's ask. For God to be present, for God to do a new thing in these these people and their hearts and their lives, and for God to use them to be living embodiments of his love to our our students uh, at the very bottom, kind of the bottom third I guess of the the second page there you're going to see some ways we can be a blessing this school year and with some of the uncertainty around covid we don't know exactly when we're finally going to be able to to be back at Madison doing the fist bump crew uh, but we're, we're going to try to find a way to carry on the, the Alcorda readers with technology, uh, trusting that it works. Um, and then we've also got this, this school supply drive that's still going, which is just a simple way for us to make sure that everybody has what they need as they start this new school year. Okay, another way to carry this day forward, this one's a little harder for me. So, Holly and and a bunch of other people helped her this week. You're going to find when you leave worship this morning, if you're someone who's raising a child in your home, whether that's a a parent or a grandparent, if if you're a guardian of of a child, you're raising them, we have these jars that are going to be in the lobby, and they're filled. Well, they're they're not filled. Some of them are. They have beads, and these beads represent the number of weekends you have left with your child based on the grade they're in. So I'll, I'm going to stay away from parents of seniors who are afraid their jars are almost empty because they are. And if this is really making, this has been messing with Stephen and me all week because we've been around Holly filling these jars. This is eighth and fifth. I have an eighth and fifth grader and there's not enough jars. Uh, I mean, sorry, beads in the jar. they just... Every time we'd go into our office, there was like this team of people packing these jars. And I'm like, that's it? That's, no, that's, we want to be people of faith who are intentional with the time we have. And so we just hope that you'll place this somewhere visible enough in your home, uh, far enough away from probably your, you know, your bathroom mirror in the mornings because you you don't want to cry every morning. But (laughs) somewhere in your home where this is just a reminder to make the moments count. You know, we don't have unlimited time with one another. Uh, And so if this is just a simple way for you to be reminded of that, we hope that you'll take one of these home with you. Uh, And then we also, we want to just not pray for our our adults. We want to pray for our students, and we don't just want to pray for them today. So also when you leave, these were not available before worship, and so you you didn't miss them. But we, we have lists of all the students that we know of that are are connected to this church family. And again, we did the very best we could, you know, with with COVID and everything. That's been especially challenging. So if any student's name needs to be added, we we have spaces for you to write their names down, and we will add them, um, and we'll find a way uh, to make sure that somebody is praying for the name of that student um, and for their life. But what we want you to do is just pick a name, and and you don't have to be a 40-year-old to do this. You just have to make sure that if you write your name down, what I'm trying to say is if you're, if you're a student and you want to pray for another student, that's great. Just make sure all of us, regardless of our age, if you write your name down, you're promising to pray for these people. Okay, Don't pick your sibling. Don't pick your own kid. We want you to pick somebody that you can, you can be a prayer champion for this year. So you'll write your name down next to their name and then you'll take the, the business card that's got their name and their grade uh, and we will be contacting you with some additional information in the next few weeks. Um, we're gonna make sure this is not just a one-time thing where you, know, you grab your card and then we don't have any follow-up or support. We want to be people who are carrying one another in prayer to the Father. James says you don't have because you don't ask. What could you be asking in the life of a student? In this church family? And how could God use those prayers to intervene in their lives, right? That's, that's what we want you to be considering. So, those are the three ways. Uh, only one of those is kind of aimed only at parents uh, and guardians. The rest, all of us can do. And so, I want you to consider a way to make sure this day makes a bigger impact in your life than just this morning. Okay, we're now going to, to take some time together as God's people uh, to pray. And to pray specifically for different groups of people in the room. So I want you to take a moment and just think about which basic title—they're all about to appear on the screen here in a second—which basic title best describes you this morning? Okay, are are you a student? And it doesn't matter what grade you're in or if you're getting a master's degree or whatever, right? Are you primarily this morning thinking of yourself as a student? Are you primarily an educator, a teacher? somebody who's instructing students. Are you school staff, which just includes all other school employees, whether that's, you know, the janitor or counselors or administrative assistants, uh, administrators, anybody. Um, Do you belong to that group? And then parents. And again, we're not, we we realize that different families have different circumstances. Uh, We're not just talking about Uh, blood relative parents. Uh, Some of us are being raised by our grandparents. Some of us are being raised by folks who are fostering or have adopted us. Um, Some of us are being raised by someone else who cares about us. So anybody in this room who's raising someone in your home, right? You You belong in that group. And then obviously the the last one's gonna be all of us together, our church family. And I I hope everybody in here can say, well, I'm a part of that group too. So what we're gonna do here for the next few moments, I'm I'm gonna invite, we're we're basically gonna have three prayers. Um, The first is that we're gonna have adults praying over our students. Then we're gonna have students praying over the adults. uh, And then we're gonna be praying over our entire church family, okay? So those are kind of the three major blocks. And as as we're listening to these prayers, my my hope is that we're not just listening, but that we're joining our hearts and our intentions with these words. Um, God listens when we pray. God cares about the things that that we're lifting up to him. And so I hope this, this moment is not a moment of just listening, but active engagement and as you hear the words of these prayers, it's going to trigger something in you. You're going to think of someone. You're going to picture someone. Lift them up to God. Partner with the person who's praying on stage. Be an active participant in this. So we're going to start with adults praying over students. I'm going to ask Kim Harden, Scott McClain, Michael Shanks, and Brenda Jameson, if you would, to join me on stage and as they're joining me here, I want anybody in the room who primarily sees themselves as a student, I want you to now stand, okay? All of our students want you to stand. And with COVID, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm not a health professional, but if you wanna, if you wanna reach out, you don't have to touch them, but if you wanna reach in their direction as they're standing close to you, um, some way for you, those of you who are sitting, Uh, find a way to be an active participant in this, okay? Kim?
1: If y'all will pray with me. We ask you, God, to let our students from age 3 to 23 learn to be kind in your name. Let them learn to work hard in your name. Let them learn to laugh loud in your name. Let them learn to swing high, run fast, discuss the pressing problems in our world, eat square pizza and drink Starbucks, solve fractions and write papers, and paint pictures in your name. Lord God, when they are afraid, remind them that you hold their hands. When they are troubled, remind them that you have overcome the darkness in our world when they see social unrest and injustice, we ask that you give them the strength to do what is right, even when it's not easy. Lord, please, God, remind them that we, their faith community and church family, love them and are always here to support them.
2: Lord Jesus, we remember this morning that long ago, you welcomed children and held up held up their faith and as an example to the rest of us. We ask you to bless these students as they start a new year of school. Give them their, your strength and your courage. Fill all of our schools with healthy community and our students' hearts with genuine excitement. Grow within them your wisdom, your integrity, and your maturity as they learn and develop over the course this year. Grant them teachers, School administrators and staff members who guide them with patience and passion. May they always remember that their worth is not measured by grades or determined by success or clothes or status, but by your unconditional love for them.
3: Dear Heavenly Father, help those of us raising these students to be living reminders to them of your love for them and your hope in them. Give us the strength, Lord, and the endurance we need to provide a stable home life that empowers our students to do their very best academically, socially, and spiritually, Lord. Remind us, Lord, of what it was like for us when we were in school. Give us the ability to listen and to encourage And challenge these students and bless us with the wisdom to know what they really need to hear from us based on what they're going through and dealing with. Thank you, Lord, for trusting us to raise these students and help us to be the kind of adults they can trust and rely on.
4: God, when we think about the incredible task you have given us in partnering with you to shape young hearts and minds, we want to thank you for giving us teachers and school administrators and school staff members to help us along the way. As adults, we know that it takes all of us working together to create everyday school experiences for our students that are effective and equipping We know that it takes cooperation and mutual support and understanding. Help us learn when we need to ask for help. Bless us with the ability to accept help when it is offered. Give us your eyes to see these students the way you see them. Give us your way of seeing the best in them no matter what obstacles they're trying to overcome. We pray all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Students, you can be seated. You know, I think often when, when Jesus says, let the little children, let the, let the younger ones among us teach us again of what it means uh, to be your followers. And so we don't just want these prayers to go one direction. We want our children, our students to be praying over us as well. So I'm going to ask for JD and Emery and Landon, if you would, uh, to join me on stage. And they're going to be leading us in three separate prayers for three different groups. JD is going to start us out, and he's going to be praying over those of us who are teachers, those of us who are educators. So if you're a teacher in this room, if you're an educator, would you please stand up? as J.D. leads us in prayer over each one of you.
5: Please be with all of the teachers who are getting ready to start a brand new year just like we are as students. Help us listen carefully to what they are trying to say to us. Give us a willing spirit to soak up what they are trying to share with us. When we have a hard time understanding something in class, give us courage to speak up and ask questions. Show us ways to be an encourager to all the men and women who are trying their very best to pour good things into our lives. When the days are long and they feel unseen, remind them that not a single moment goes unnoticed. Remind them that they are working with you to shape the future in a million small, yet incredibly important ways every single day. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Emery? Emory's gonna pray over our parents and grandparents and all of you who are raising someone in your home. So if if you fit into that category, would you please stand up as Emory says a prayer, blessing over you.
3: Dear
5: Heavenly Father, please be with our parents and all of the people who help raise us in their homes. We know that it sometimes feels like they are always dealing with science projects that are due tomorrow lost school uniforms and new ways of doing math and picking at the daily pressure of dropping us off and picking us up on time. So we ask you to give them energy, strength, and patience as they help us grow up each and every day. May your peace and love fill their hearts so that the normal fears of raising children will have no power over them. Give them confidence in their abilities to take care of us and help them t- trust in your care to pick up when they feel like their efforts fall short. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Emory. And Landon, uh, an ACU student, junior, finance major, right? Got all that? Okay. Landon's going to pray over those of you who are uh, connected to schools outside of teaching. So school administrators, uh, anybody who works on a a college or school campus, if you would please stand up. Landon's going to lead a prayer over you. Creator God, who brings order out of chaos, we pray that you will bless our school administrators and staff members with wisdom, integrity, a sense of humor, patience, and the physical and mental energy equal to their tasks. Please bless them with strong support from students, parents, teachers, and the community. God, we know that sometimes being a part of the staff or administration at a school can be a lonely, difficult, and a thankless job. Please send them encouragers who can strengthen and support them and assure them that they're not alone. We know that sometimes it can feel like all of their best efforts just aren't enough in the face of the great needs that they face every day. Please help them experience your great love and affirmation in the moments they need it most. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We're going to close this time of prayer. Lifting everybody in this room up. So, in a moment, I'm gonna ask all of you to stand, but first I'll invite Allison McCall and Donnie Carroll to join me on stage. Uh, Allison's about to be a ninth grader at Wiley High School, and Donnie's not. (laughs) Donnie's one of our shepherds, and along with his wife Lisa, uh, they are house parents at Hendrick Home for Children. And we couldn't think of a better shepherding heart uh, to to lead a prayer over all of us this morning. So, after we say this prayer, I'm going to ask you to stand up in a moment. We will immediately close our service by joining together and singing the Lord bless you and keep you. And then we'll be dismissed. Okay? You ready? Stand up. (laughs) Allison?
5: Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we're here today to celebrate a new chapter. As we get ready for the coming year, we ask that you fill us with gratitude for the chance to be in community with one another. Help us to lean on our church family and be thankful for the opportunity to pray for our brothers and sisters. This year may look different than past years, but I pray that you give us open hearts and open minds. I pray that you install vulnerability in our hearts, vulnerability to try new things and welcome new ideas, and vulnerability to praise you without shame. Please take away any anxiety or fear in the hearts of students and teachers. I ask that you help us feel the presence of the Holy Spirit walking with us every step of the way. In such a broken and unpredictable world, we need your love and guidance. We pray that our school is a place of excitement and that our homes are a place of comfort and rest. You are a good, good Father, and I ask that you use us to be a reflection of you while we're in classrooms, offices, and workplaces. Please open our eyes to opportunities that will lead us closer to you. Thank you for a beautiful day and beautiful people that we get to spend it with. We love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
6: Father, we're so blessed to, to be here this morning and we're so blessed to be a child of yours. Thank you. As, as we think about this school year, this beginning, or has already begun for some, Father, we uh, we know that we're surrounded by... Conflict and chaos, and, uh, and that's the world. And really, we shouldn't expect anything but that. But as your children, as your kids, uh, that's not who we are. Uh, we, we are people of calm. We, we are people of uh, shalom, and, and you give that to us. And we're that way because you are living within us and your spirit empowers us. And uh, this year, Father, that starts right away as we think about uh, everyone that is connected to a school, or a parent, or or whatever. Father, we, we have a mission. As your people, we are missionaries on that campus. And we are there for a reason, for a purpose. And we are people who bring peace and good and kindness and love and uh, we bring that to everyone that we come in contact with because that's who we are because we're yours and we reflect you in the people that we're around and father we thank you for that and may this year be a a time of great blessing and we look for the the many ways that uh, you will be working through us this year And we know that that is going to happen because we are a people who choose faith over fear and we absolutely trust in the power of your name. And it's in that name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.